All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host, as always, David Calvert, and today I am joined by Elizabeth McHenry, and she is a local uh, stylist at EMC... Almost. E-R-M-C hairstylist. E-R-M-C. close. <laughs> I just forgot the R. But yeah, so uh, welcome. If you'd like to introduce yourself, and we'll get started. Yeah, so I'm a hairstylist of 12 years now. I specialize in hair color and formal updos, or formal styling, I should say. Um, I work in Midtown Charlotte, so right outside of the Uptown area is where my salon is. Very cool, very cool. And so how did you get into uh, to doing hair? What was your inspiration for that? Uh, I guess you would say it actually came a little bit, well, I found out to me it was early, but I feel like it was later. Um, I had actually decided around middle school that I wanted to do hair. Um, I just started playing in people's hair, playing in my hair, um, all the wrong ways of making your hair colored blonde. And then from there, you know, just kind of dabbled and messed with my friend's hair. And then I was like, you know, I think I want to do this. And then I kept toying because I really wanted to be a nurse and deliver babies. So I thought I would do hair when I retired. And then ended up, I was like, no, I'm I'm such a visual person, um, an artistic person, and school was not my specialty. So I was like, you know what? I want to go do hair. And so I've been doing it for 12 years now and can't imagine doing anything less. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, and and that's, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we, we kind of discover those, those things in life, you know, that we're not, uh, we don't even realize that, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Just think, oh, well this was, this was something when I was a kid or whatever, you know, of course, obviously it's probably, I'll probably never be an astronaut. Right. But, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's still definitely a lot of stuff to be found because I always enjoyed reading. So now that I write, uh, it kind of became part of who I am. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And I always say, I can't imagine doing anything else. And, And if you took it from me, I would be, I literally have nothing. Like I would be lost. I, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what I'd want to do. I mean, there's there's different things like nursing still interests me. Um, criminal justice, like um, maybe like a PI or a detective, just because I'm a detailed person. Those things have always intrigued me. But I'm too chicken to do it. <laughs> I'm too chicken. But it still it, it really interests me. Of just I don't know finding out why people did things or how things were were happening but um but yeah when it comes to hair I still look at it as the creative part to me um it's still I mean matter of fact I still have to know like the physics and the mathematics and um and you know of course money but you know to to make color you have to know the physics of it so you have to know like how to mix um and then the math inches and grams I say that's my extent but those are it was weird because in beauty school I excelled on all these things like electricity and anatomy and physics and all these things where like in school your K through 12 I kind of struggled so it's it's kind of crazy how it all comes back around and and I mean truly enjoy the physics of it and the and the math of it it's, it's just because it's a creative part to me well very cool yeah and I think um, 
you know, I think that kind of hit on the head because from what you said a little bit earlier about how, um, you know, you're a very visual learner. So, so learning something in a different way, you yeah. know, and in a way that also interests you and motivates you to learn more. So I definitely see that. I, yeah. I know people are generally more motivated when they're learning something um, in the medium they are good at learning. Plus, yeah. For a reason, yeah. They, you know, not just like learning math in school as a kid. You're like, well, what am I ever going to use this for? Yeah. Whereas that, you're like, okay, well, I need to know this because if I don't figure all this out correctly, someone's going to have green hair. Unless that's what they kill me it, for. Right, in which right. case, you're good. Exactly. <laughs> and and that kind of has happened. Like I I now like when I teach or not teach, but when I do career fairs, I try to teach them. I kind of think like what on their level, how would it apply to hair? And I've realized um, some of the stuff is like the color wheel and some of these kids don't see the color wheel as often as some other kids would. So to them, they're just like, wow, like I, I didn't know about this. And I'm like, well, I have to know the color wheel to be able to color people's hair. Cause if not, you don't know which way you're going so you need to know if you're taking out reds you need to know how to take those reds out you need to know if they want more of like ashy colors versus like warm colors so there's a whole bunch of things like that and even like the one year I did I did um, face shapes so it was more of the mathematics and teaching the kids okay with these face shapes this is actually applies to our face we all have square faces rectangle faces round faces heart-shaped faces all these things and so to know this so that that way in their head they can think okay I need this because if I want to be a hairstylist, this is what I need to know. Instead of just like, oh yeah, you're a hairstylist if you want to do this. Like, because I think about those many times in school where, God, why do I need to know this? So I just want kids to understand this is what you need to know to go on and do it. And so, and they, oh my God, they love it. Especially because I'll bring out different ways of like colored popsicle sticks or this last time I used clay and you would have thought I just gave them like something amazing. <laughs> They're like, can we really take this home? I'm like, take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I think, a lot of what education needs to be is teaching kids how to apply things to their real life because mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, especially with automation in the world today, yes. a lot of uh, the, the types of jobs that might have been not like everyone's like you know i remember when i was coming out of college and i was like oh go into it go into nursing you know those are the surefire right. ways to make money and yeah. now it's like okay what what can you do what creative can you do to make yeah. money because your job might not exist anymore at some point yeah so yeah and it, it is very true and that's why hair everybody's always not gonna need haircuts everyone will always need haircuts you may stretch it a little bit or decide to do it at home but eventually people come in and they're like I met a lady the other day new to the area and it was like eighth grade since she got a haircut like really went and got a haircut because something was always wrong and so she's never got a haircut and so I guess she just trimmed it at home herself and now her fiance's like go go get a haircut so officially it comes back around like I mean just depends on what's important to you what's not important to you same thing with hair color you know really the norm for getting your hair done is like every four to I say eight weeks but really four to six weeks and it just depends on what what's important are you going to stretch it or are you going to keep it you know the consecutive um four to eight weeks so yeah, it really just kind of depends on what people do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, 
you know, with, with what you're doing with the work fairs and stuff, and I know you had mentioned about that you do a lot of uh, uh, work in the community and stuff like that. So tell me some, some about what you do there. Um, so I've done quite a few different things. Um, the main thing that I've been really onto now is a place called The Relatives, and they have three different locations. One is what I consider like a transitional house. It's for kids, uh, probably going to get it wrong, K through 12, let's just say. I think it's like eight through like 17 or something um they can go there whether they get in an argument with their parents and their parents drop them off if they're runaways if um if they foster care they they need a home for the moment to stick them in they'll get them there until they can get them into a more stable environment um, and then they have another place that is what I call the resource center and that is for more of like the adult like basically Again, I'm probably going to get it wrong. I think 16 or 18, up to 24 years old. And um, it, it's a place that if they need help with their resumes or getting jobs or different things like that, it's just basically a resource that, that you know, volunteers come and talk to them. I go and actually cut hair. Um, some of these people are homeless. Some of them just may not have good... Um, I guess you would say a stable place to stay and so um, a lot of them I mean like I say they're trying to find jobs so they need these haircuts they need um, they can't afford it or they're you know applying for a job that they haven't had in a while and so you know they need to look good so I go there and do that um, and that that has really touched me because before I was mainly at the home um, the what I call the transitional home I was mainly over there um, and loved it, but with my schedule, it was a little bit harder to be over there. So now that I've been at the Resource Center, it's opened my eyes to a totally different situation because um, as I've learned, more being there, but I mean, obviously being around different things, I know some things, but it's, it's, it's easy for the outside people to form opinions on what these people are going through. And without understanding who they are, where they come from, the environment that they have around them, and really trying to just love on them, then it's easy to form opinions. But we really can't because we don't know their situation. We don't know what their home life is like. Um, you know, so a lot of these people, they turn to the streets because they that those are the people that are going to love them. They're so hurt by their own family that they rebel and go into the streets. Um, some of them just take on the responsibility of they need, the parents need money. So therefore that's when they turn to drugs because that's the easy way to get money. Um, where, you know, everybody else is like, well, you can go find a job, you can go do this, go do that. So these people have been homeless. And they, it's just not easy to say, well, you can go work at this place and get a job like it's just not that easy no one's going to want to hire you if you've not bathed no one's going to want to hire you if you don't fully have transportation um where i know there's a lot of public trans transportation but it's still it costs so you know there's things that we just don't think about that we automatically have um that these people just don't have so that's where to me i've learned it's important as a community to come together um, to teach people to um, just just basically find out who they are and, and, and help them instead of just throwing them to the wolves and saying, go figure it out yourself. They don't know. They don't know little things that like we that we know. So it's really touched on me just to 
just to hear these people and where they come from and and you know some of them are still so happy and like I met a girl recently she um, was talking about painting and stuff and then she like walked away and she had all these like like uh, what do you want to call them I guess she would say it's not canvas but some sort of paintings that she had done and so I was like what are you doing here and so she was basically telling me she wants to start this nonprofit of basically um, having people come together and kind of like talk in, in more um, what would be the word? I don't know the word. Not Toastmasters, but just kind of understand each other and, and throw different things out there to see like what you think versus like what I think and things like that. And I was like, that is like brilliant. And her art is her way to start getting some funds and getting getting things going. And I was like, you go, girl. Like, <laughs> she, I mean, she had the whole thing listed out. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, this is brilliant. And that's, that's the other thing. A lot of these people are smart. And they have the smarts. It's just a matter of coming down to they just don't know where to go. And they feel that so many times the system or whatever has failed them, so therefore they feel like they're not going to get help. So it's just where we come in as a community and just say, you know what, I don't know what's going on in your world, but let me help you out. Like, let me understand who you are as a person. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, you know, like you said, a lot of these people are really, really super smart people, and they just... For whatever reason, you know, whether it be a life circumstance or a family or whatever, they just feel like, I don't know where else to go. So, you know, like you said, I'm going to go somewhere where people will accept me for who I am because, you know, a lot of people have these opinions. And I feel like in a lot of ways, those barriers and those walls are breaking down because, um, you know, it used to be like people didn't really talk about their personal life, their private life, they didn't talk about those eccentricities that made yes. them different, because they felt like they were going to be made fun of or laughed at, whereas more people are kind of embracing that, but still, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years where people were like, you didn't talk about anything unless it was normal, you you hid all that stuff away, yeah. and you know, if, if anyone found out, you know, you, were, you had to leave, because, you know, uh, be an outcast yeah um so yeah i think i think the tide is definitely changing on that and then of course you meet some of the most fascinating people and the stories that they have or the things that they've um you know accomplished in their life like my grandfather he was one of 26 children oh my good god yeah <laughs> um, god. the the children were were split apart and he actually they were split apart to the different uh aunts and uncles to be raised and he actually decided to go out and live under a bridge and make money to buy food and uh toys for the other the other kids um because you know he knew that that was a burden and you know he went from that to eventually being in world war ii and and building out a, a great life for himself and having a family and all of that um but you know he like we were talking about went to the streets of course this was like in the uh, 30s you know uh, went yeah. to the streets to to uh because you know he didn't feel like he had a place among his own family yeah and so you know i can actually re really relate to that story because you know that's a story i'm familiar with yeah and, uh, yeah it is it's it's and that's actually like I say, I've done a, a lot of volunteer work, and in the the lower level schools, things like that. That that's what hits home for me. That's like those are like my babies, especially because I don't have kids. So I gravitate to certain areas of of Charlotte, um, just because I feel like these people need 
need to be heard. Um, they want to feel understood. And, and really what it started with was hair. Hair is really what I said, you know what? I wanted to get into shelters, believe it or not, I was trying to get into shelters probably like three years ago, to, just to do back to school haircuts. It was literally like the act of Congress to get in. Couldn't get people to call me back. Some people said you need to be a barber. I'm like, be a barber for what? Like, <laughs> I can cut men's hair. Like, I, I, I hang with enough barbers, I got this. And then, it, it was just weird. Like, I was just like, all I'm trying to do is give back and, and cut hair, and, and especially to the kids going back to school. And so finally I found a couple shelters and I you know, stuck with it for a while. And then it just, I don't know, one thing kind of leads into another and it leads into another. And so then that's how I got into this, but it was like, and now my next mission is to go into some of the high schools because a lot of these girls are already doing hair. Like, I mean, they're already doing weaves, they're braiding, they're, I mean, they're, they're doing it all. And I just want to encourage them that you may not think that you can go to college. Well, you can go do hair, and if you at least get a license to do that, it's endless. Your possibilities are endless, but don't sell yourself short by, oh, I'm just going to do this out of my house. No, you need to go get an education because there's a lot of things that you can mess up on that you don't know because you haven't gone to school for it. So that's kind of where it all started was I was just like, you know, hair's already big in, in their community. It's, it's major in the lower incomes because they can't afford it or they're already just learning. Like they're just constantly learning. So I was just like, you know what? This is where I'm going. Like this is exactly where I'm going. And then the fact that, like I say, I don't have kids. So I do back to school drives, different things like that for um, school supplies. And I just found a school one day and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go drop it off here. And she was like, I'm keeping your information because we're gonna do a career fair. And I was like, okay. So that was kind of like what got me into those and, and doing different things like that. But like I say, it's just become my baby. Cause I'm like, they, they, they just need, they just need the extra knowledge and the, and to hear someone else's point of view. I mean, I can't tell you how many of them, how many girls and guys that I see and they're like, oh, I want to go do hair. And I'm like, you could go do hair, but let me give you the lowdown on doing hair. It's not all fun. That's part of it. There's a lot of business and a lot of hustle bustle that goes into it. Cause if you don't, you're gonna be starving. <laughs> you are gonna be starving. So it sounds good in theory of, oh, I just wanna go do hair, but you need to know the back history too. And so when I tell them that, they're like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Or like, oh yeah, I see this, or you know, whatever. So it really just kind of was just like hair. Hair's always kind of like my, my core. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's really important what you're doing because, you know, a lot of kids don't, think of that a lot of adults don't think of that they don't think about like oh you know i'm gonna go run my own business and they don't think of the business aspect they don't think about the oh i'm gonna have to do a lot of sleepless nights and advertise and go to schools and shelters or whatever yes. whatever they're doing to get the yeah. word out and to make that known that that's what you're trying to do so you know it's very important to teach that and, and those life skills so i mean yeah that's really cool as well because i mean you know that's i think part of the whole, um, you know, uh, trade and, and um, you know, small business owner thing mm -hmm. that really needs to be taught, especially, you know, nowadays, though, so many kids are going to be, you know, 
Instagram famous or wanting to, <laughs> wanting to do hair yeah. or, or whatever the case may be, whatever yeah. it is that they're looking for. I mean, I've learned ridiculous amounts of knowledge that I didn't even know existed when I started writing books because I had no idea, um, you know, what I was getting into. I just started writing. I was like, I'm just going to write a book. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm like, okay, well, what's my business plan? What's my target audience? What's, you yeah. know, what's my advertising and business model? What's my plan? What's my yeah. price points? You know, so it, it was amazing all of the things I had to kind of cobble together. And thankfully, I found a lot of really fantastic people that, that helped me. Uh, learn that so I definitely understand also the importance of and that and it's always changing uh, yeah what yeah. you think I mean I look at myself three years ago when I first officially branched out on my own and I'm like here I thought I was ready for like the world and I'm like I look back and oh my god I'm like well <laughs> I've done this it, 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 yeah, it all changes, but it's all still the same, if that makes sense. It's like you think you know what you want, and then you kind of set up for those goals, and then things change, and then you revamp this. And yeah, so I, I just people think about all the good stuff about you get to make your own hours, you get to have vacation whenever, you get to leave whenever, you know, all the good stuff they think, but they don't realize okay, when you're not working, you're not getting paid number one and then number two you don't just have health benefits I mean you got to pay for it yourself it doesn't just come with work um, then where are you finding your clientele Cause it's not just coming to you so you gotta constantly go out and figure out that so there's a lot that goes into the business and that's just what I want people to understand because so many times even beauty school I remember there's girls that were just like oh this is gonna be so easy and then like they're the first ones to drop out <laughs> like it's, there's a lot that goes into it, and then plus the business factor. You know, they think, oh, I walk into a salon, I'm just going to be busy, have all this clientele, and then they realize, wait, no. So, and people, especially where one place I used to work, they used to ask me all the time, how did you get busy? And I'm like, you realize I moved here three hours away with zero clientele to a brand new salon, taking on more bills. It's, it's just, it's what you put into it. So that's what I always say, it's what you put into it, otherwise... You're not getting much back out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, and as a fact, uh, one of the haircutters that we were talking about before we started recording, yeah. uh, that's close to here, um, you know, he's actually mentioned that uh, he has trouble finding uh, stylists and haircutters or barbers to come in because everyone wants to go to him because he's built up that clientele over the years. So anyone who comes in, they've got to have really thick skin and, and be willing to put up with the fact where people are like, oh, you know, I could cut your hair for you. Oh, no, 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 I'll wait for Gene. Yeah. It's okay, I'll wait for Gene. Gene <laughs> has a name. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so um, you know, it, it's um, it's amazing. So when you go out there, you, you've got to realize there's a lot of competition, there's a lot of fight. Yeah. You've got to establish yourself. You've got to carve out your, your territory and protect it yeah. and, and, and build your name. And then people go, and then the next thing you know, they're like, oh, it's okay, I'll wait for Elizabeth, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people just always ask it, I'm just, like you know even still now people are like in a hair world that's so flooded how do you stand out and I'm like I already figured it out I mean it's not like to some people it may it may not be the standout point but to me it is just because I've I've seen it so but I'm still always trying to figure out different ways of of being the different I guess you would say to, to try to get my name out because I'm like I don't want to be basic like I, I want to stand out in different ways so that people know who I am and oh yeah that hairstylist 
So, yeah, it's, it's not just, oh, let me go with the grain and do what everybody else is doing. It's, you, you gotta figure it out. And the best thing that I could say I've done is meeting a bunch of different business people because you could take, if you pay attention and have that business brain, you constantly hear what people are saying and you turn that into your business. How can I apply this to me? There's a lot you can apply, but there's a lot that you can. And it's not about one little thing that you can apply. It's just kind of who you are. Like, so you say, okay, well, this is the kind of stylist I want to be. This is who I'm trying to attract. Okay, but this person over here and say finance is doing this. Well, how can I apply this to me? So it all kind of goes together. So that's the biggest thing that I've done is just pick people's brains, but then also when you hear them talk about things, it's like, I can apply this to my business and take it and run with it. It may work, it may not work. It's all about trial and error. <laughs> As I keep learning, it's about consistency. I yes. keep seeing that word constantly, consistent, yes. consistent, consistent. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and, and that's the one thing too, is like you said, always learning, always taking, you know, because you might, even if something they say just sparks the idea. Like, yeah. it's not even what they're doing, it's just how they said it, and you're like, wait a second, I've got an idea, and the light bulb comes on yeah. over your head, and you're like, yes, this is awesome. And then, of course, also collaborating with other businesses. I know you recently added, uh, like, some photo photography, right? Or was it photographs, or was it artwork that into your salon? Oh, my, well, both. Oh. Um, she's actually a neighbor of mine, and she, oh my gosh, she's been doing photography, I, I don't even know now, I've known her for probably like six years now, So, and she's been doing it for as long as I've known her, but she's never done anything with it, and so I was talking to her one day, other people like have been talking to her for a while, I'm like, what are you doing with your photography, and she's like, I don't know, like she just does it for fun, so it got to a point, it was like, sell this like sell the artwork and so I decided I was revamping my room anyway so I said you know we she was just like do you want to put some in your salon and I was like yeah so as a matter of fact a client today was like I really like that picture I'm like well you can have it it's for sale he's like really I'm like yeah so I've got to get little signs that actually say it's for sale so people don't think that it's just, just your collection yeah <laughs> a bunch of and a bunch of Charlotte skyline pictures but she does she does all kinds of stuff and so yeah it's different things like that that it's it's the way to get it out there um you do have to be careful who you collaborate with because yes. there's a lot of people who a don't stick the, to the word b um may halfway stick to their word so it's all about figuring out who's serious and what they're doing um one if it meshes with what you're doing yeah, as well you compliments because yeah. obviously you know if you get somebody you're not going to have like a a musician necessarily come into your spot and be like playing right. live music where you're getting somebody's hair or something so you got to have something that complements what you're doing yeah. and it's, you know a good photograph or a, uh, a beautiful piece of art you know while they're sitting there in the chair getting their their hair done you know it's something they can look at so it, it makes it also makes business sense to have exactly it as well so. exactly exactly yeah. and um and then even like photo shoots like do a lot of different photo shoots and style shoots i do a lot of hair outside of the salon not just volunteering but um, weddings or um, photo shoots, style shoots. Style shoots are kind of, it's like the fake wedding. You can make it as big as little as you want um, with like a fake bride and groom and all that stuff. So do a lot of those things. Um, 
so, some of the photographers that I work with, they do like publications. So I'll do it for that reason. And then there's times I'm like, I just need content. So, you know, it's content for me. Um, and they're fun. I mean, they are, especially if you get with the right people. They're, they're a lot of fun. So it's a different way. That's also a different way to collaborate with. Um, but like I say, you have to be careful because not everybody upholds their word. So, you know, you may not get, if you, if you don't go with the right person, you're A, not getting quality, and B, you may not be getting your work back sent to you. So you just have to be careful. But yeah, those are, collaborating has definitely, definitely been big. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that, like, you know, when I met you and, and we started talking, I was like, I need to ask her if she'll come on the podcast because, you know, I think I could really, you know, help uh, with that. And then, of course, I was just fascinated with everything that you, you had talked about. I was yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, so this would be really cool. And, you know, I want to interview people from Charlotte because, I mean, I've interviewed people from all over the world. I'm like, I don't really interview a lot of people from Charlotte. So I really? I want to kind of break into that more and actually take time and actually yeah. sit down and have conversations with people. Yeah. So, That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad you asked me to come on because I love, I love talking about what I do. It's it's just, and I, I never re actually I didn't realize it until I went to Nicaragua a year ago how much hair really means to people. When when I was in Nicaragua, these people literally, I would say out of the 25 people that I cut, only probably two or three of them had been to a salon ever in their life to get a haircut. So, I mean, these people literally, it's third world country. So they cut their hair themselves, things like that. So you, literally you would have thought I just gave them gold when I gave them a haircut. <laughs> They're all like, please come back, please come back. And I'm like, okay. But it really never occurred to me. I, I always knew how much hair, I don't even know what the word would be. I, I knew how sentimental it was to people, but not until you saw it in that light that you're like, like here in America, we make it so big for first haircuts. You know, in middle school, you, you go through a period. In high school, you go through a period. College, you go through a period. Then you go through like the, the adult world-ish, kind of right after college and into the adult world. And we just make it so big of like, you know, like think about it. When you grow up, you, you parents are like, you're getting a haircut at every such and such time. Or no, you're getting a haircut. Yeah, yeah. And down there, it's just like two girls were probably, they all look younger than what they are. So I think they were like nine. That was their first haircut ever. Ever. Not even a first little kid haircut. I'm talking like a first haircut ever. So it was just like, wow. So since then, I, I was just, I, I love knowing that feeling that I give to people like when they get a haircut, even if it's something simple, like a bang trim or a neck trim, like to some people that, that is the world to them. And so I just love how hair can constantly be in everything. I mean, literally everything, like giving back or, you know, I've got times where there's a TV host now that I do her hair. Um, for one of the local channels and she would just do her hair herself and now that I come and do it she's just like oh my god like <laughs> can I just have you with me all the time and I'm like I mean yeah for a pretty penny absolutely so you know it's things like that that it's right. just like you just don't realize how much hair touches people and I and I love that I have the ability so I wouldn't trade it. Like I say, you take it from me. I don't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I think that's really important because it's it's one of those forms of self-expression that we've always had ever since the dawn of time. You know? Yes. Our, our hair. Yes. Uh, 
about makeup when that was discovered and tattooing when that was discovered. I mean, aside from like different clothes that we wear, yeah. as far as actually our physical body is yeah. concerned, that's one of the few ways we can actually express ourselves and how our hair is done, cut, colored, yeah. um, you know, what tattoos, uh, makeup, you know, that is who defi what defines us. Um, and then of course our clothes and our accessories and all the other gadgets and gizmos we have in yeah. the modern age um, you know, define us as well like oh yeah you've got the Apple Watch or this or that right. but but you know that was like one of the first things it was like you know a status a symbol you know uh, kings and rulers would have their hair cut different ways as queens and they would be done a certain way and you know throughout history you know it was always very important like all, you know during uh, revolutionary times you know they would always wear the wigs and you know stuff like that so so I think it, I think that's why it's so big to people is just they have that that was like almost like a primeval instinct you know, yeah thing like this is I look this way because my hair is cut this way yeah and it's really goofy and gray so that's I'm goofy and gray so <laughs> right yeah yeah people do oh my god people do so much I don't do as much funky stuff now that I'm like more around the corporate world but every now and then I get my vivid colors or like shave a head on one side or something like that and that's a really to me it's a lot of fun because it's really creative but I love doing my corporate business people too like it I really I'm the type that I love abroad of everything like um just doing one thing all the time would set my ADD like over the roof like I would just be so <laughs> bored I'd be so bored so that's why I love a mixture of men women color haircuts things like that different style haircuts things like that because it's the creative yeah. and and that's the part that I, I like even though you know we have our moments where we're like okay let me do this basic color because it's easy and it's you know it's just easy <laughs> yeah. but yeah I I could definitely say that people people um, it's funny because there's not a lot of gray area it's either people are really into their hair and do crazy stuff or they just can't understand that so they're like always conservative even down to like pink hair extensions for breast cancer there's a lot of parents that tell little kids now you can't have a little pink hair extension and I'm like it's all pink hair extension I'm like four strains of hair like <laughs> it's for a cause but to some families that's that's really big yeah. so it's that's always the interesting part about my job is finding the middle in between like parent and child or even professional and client because you know, people think they want one thing, and then they're like, no, no. They try to get out of the box a little bit, and they're just like, it's just not me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that kind of comes back to the whole thing as far as that's the way we express ourselves. And yeah. People just are like, they want to step out of the box, but they're like, I don't know, because this is going to be with me for four to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, but then it's funny because I have a lot of men, I mean I mainly do women, but I cut some men's hair and, and they're funny because you have your, your diva men, but then you have the men that are like, okay, whatever, like, it'll grow back, like, it's just hair. So it's, it's funny how men and women are so different when it comes to that, and men are the one with the shorter hair. So not a little, I mean, not a lot of wiggle room to, to make a mistake, and they're like, okay whatever if you do so that's always funny but you do have your, your men that are like no it's gotta be very particular very particular but yeah it's 
It's, it's really interesting working with the public, but I would not trade it for the world. It is, we are literally counselors at the end of the day. <laughs> we are more than hairstylists, we are hair doctors. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, that's, it, it goes to their self-confidence, it goes to their, their sense of identity. Yeah. So you're actually, you're, they're putting their identity in your hands to restyle or to remake or to, to adjust or to put back to where it was four weeks ago when they got their last one. Yeah. You know, so absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very personal thing. Yeah, and some of the hardest things is figuring out what people want in their head and them expressing, because there's so many times that I've witnessed that people say one thing and they totally mean something else. So you start doing this one thing or they start realizing, wait, something doesn't sound right. Like, I just want to make sure, like, we understand. And and then, you know, you have those times where people meet you for the first time and then they're like, okay, I trust you. Like, after we've talked, like, I trust you. Like, you do your thing. So those are always comforting. Um, even down to the people that say do whatever, even though they really don't mean do whatever. They, it's, it's rare that people really <laughs> Okay, mean, shave it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rare that people actually mean do whatever. So those are the type of people I'm like, okay, what do you not like? Um, so yeah, it's, it's always a challenge to, unless you really know the person, to figure out like what what do these people really want and what do they not want? And pictures do help, even though sometimes pictures can just be more of a hassle because they're bringing in five different pictures that nothing in that picture looks the same. Um, so those are always the ones that are the challenge of like, what is it that you want? So then I'm always like, okay, find one thing in this picture you like, find something in this picture you like. So that way I kind of have more of an idea because there have been plenty of times where people say one thing and they totally do not mean that. I mean like flat out do not mean that. And I'm like, well that's what you said. Like we really talked about this. This is this is what you were like set on. And so yeah, I've had to learn twelve years a lot comes into a consultation. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I tell people I'm not asking a bunch of questions because I don't understand like what I'm doing. I just need to make sure I'm understanding what's in your head. Because once something's done, I mean it's done. You know, when we turn you around and you look at the mirror, yeah. you know, uh, if you don't like a mohawk, uh, you might want to say that now. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And especially blondes. Like, now that the, like, really ashy, like, pale blondes are in, I have some people leave, like, with a hint of blue sometimes because I'm like, listen, after two washes, it's going to be rinsed out, and I promise you're going to say it's the prettiest color ever. And they do it. I mean, I have people that ask me, it needs to be a little bit more blue when I leave. So that way, that residue, when it wears out, it's, it's breaking through all those golds and all those colors that they don't want. So, yeah, and those kind of come with, with um, experimental times when you're really trying to like go for the opposite of something, but something else kind of happens. And then it's like, no, this is actually really great. Like, I need this. I, I need this so that my color lasts longer or just whatever. I mean, it varies on what it could be. I mean, and that's that's the thing, you know, like you said, learning as you go and, and building all that up. And then, of course, you know, doing it for 12 years. I mean, that's just really cool because you, you're very, you know, young. You, you know, yeah. So to think you've been doing this for 20 years, it's, or for, for 12 years, yeah, that's really amazing in, in what you do. And, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it fascinates me because I know 
nothing about about hair or cutting it. Obviously, like I said, I accidentally <laughs> almost shaved myself bald one time, so you know there was that. But uh, but yeah, so I know I can't believe it's been twelve years. I literally still feel like it's like. Well, I've been to Charlotte 10, and and even then, I'm like, I was almost fresh out of beauty school when I moved here, like a year and a half in, and I'm just like, how is it 12 years already? How? Here's now where I feel old. I've got kids getting married. I've got kids getting driver's license. I've got all those things kind of happening that I'm like, I'm not supposed to be that hairstylist. <laughs> I don't want to be that hairstylist. He's like, oh, I've been going to her for the last 20 years. Like, oh, I just sound old. Like... It's, it's great, but at the same time, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm that person. Like, I'm that person. Well, and that's good because you've got that yeah. staying power. You've got that clientele that's built yeah. up. You know, uh, my driver's ed teacher, he said that he would retire from teaching driver's ed when someone says, hey, you taught my grandfather how to drive. <laughs> so, Stop it. Yeah, oh, my God. So, so he, that, yes. was, that was his thing because he loved just teaching people how to drive. Yeah. And, and he was like, that's what I'm going to stop when someone says, you taught my grandfather. And, yeah, so he actually retired just probably about 10 years ago. <laughs> so, oh, my yeah. God. That, yeah. No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Nowhere close. Nowhere close. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, I, yeah, this past December, one of my first kids got married. She was my first child that got married. Then my favorite story is one of the kids, I cut his hair. He's, like, fourth or fifth grade. Now he's sophomore I mean not sophomore he's a junior I think a junior in college and when the first time he came in with his driver's license by himself I was just like you cannot be here by yourself he's like mm-hmm. and I'm like no you're just still be this old boy like no so that that still just blows my mind because I'm like that was my first I officially feel old like you now can drive and I knew you when I had to get like a little stool to like put you up like <laughs> that's crazy it's so crazy but I love it I love being around seeing how families have changed I mean we've all been through so much especially the people I've had for a long time that we've been through a lot together and it's cool because it's like you're a part of the family like they're a part of yours, even though they, may, like, I've had some families where I go to their kids' weddings, and I'm like, finally, I can meet, like, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so, and I'm like, I feel like I know you without knowing you. Like, I've just heard about you for years, and they feel the same way about me. So, it's just, it, I love that part. I love that part about my job of just getting to know my clients and, and having that trusting factor about them and about me, and, um, yeah, I mean, even my family, I talk about certain clients of like, oh, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and they're like, okay. Like, it's just, you're just part of each other's family, and it's great. Right. It is yeah. great. <laughs> so, um, so as far as uh, the show goes, uh, thank you for coming on. Yes, It's been really fun. You. I've learned a lot that I had no idea about hair, <laughs> so that's really cool, and uh, I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy the episode as well. So, what is the best way to find you online or find out about, uh, you know, coming to your uh, your salon and getting that mohawk or, you know, the bald haircut? The bald hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you would like some great hair color or know somebody getting married, um, you can find me online at www.erm, as in Matthew, C, as in Charlie, hairstylist.com. So, E-R-M-C, hairstylist.com. Or you can find me online. Um, what's, what's the little 
Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, well, basically LinkedIn. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of it at ERMC underscore hairstylist. So, um, yeah, you can find me there, or if you're in Charlotte, I am over in the Metropolitan, the Midtown area, right next to Petco. It's 900 Metropolitan Avenue, and I will be there. Very cool. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey, of our business startup, or we're coaching, or we're writing and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there, but that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite, or reach out to David and he will help you get to me. I would love to work with you further on and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand.